Today's episode of Chunky Glasses, the podcast, is brought to you by the Indivisible Guide, a practical guide for resisting the Trump agenda. It's a team made up of former congressional staffers uh, revealing their best practices for making Congress listen. That sounds like something we're all interested in, right? Right. Uh, you can donate to this group on their page at www.indivisibleguide.com. You can follow them up on Twitter, which is at Indivisible Team. Uh, we follow them. So if you just look at our followers, you can get it like that. They have weekly calls. They have print, put out emails. They, they make uh, videos. They, they, they're keeping you informed so you can, uh, as the kids say, stay woke, and uh, we can maybe get some shit done. So that's Indivisible Guide. Uh, they are awesome. And now let's get on with the show. Here and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man Nearly a two word review just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the next man. That right there is a Welcome back to the basement, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned in to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I am your host, Kevin, as usual, and we have a rather unique podcast for you to finish off your week here in, in many ways here. Now, look, we've talked about this before, and um, when we sit down here and do this, some of you think we know what the hell we're talking about. Sometimes we do. A lot of times we don't. Uh, what, what I'm getting at is that as much as you think you could possibly ever know about music, you don't know shit. Nobody does. We all know what we like. We all know a uh, little segment. Some of us are super knowledgeable in some of it. But there's so much out there that you can't possibly uh, know everything. And uh, and this goes just for life in general. But... but uh, but very, very rarely are we are we able to admit that. And so, so what this podcast is about today is is saying simply, I don't know. Just saying, you know what? The artist we're talking about, future trap artist, rap artist from Atlanta. I don't know anything about future. I know I listen to his music, and it sort of drives me crazy. Most of it, I know. Uh, that he has the number one and two albums in the country right now. In fact, he knocked himself out uh, uh, of the top spot of the Billboard charts, which has never happened before. So, uh, and I know I have good friends that do know about that. So, so uh, I invited uh, my good friend Marcus Dowling down to the basement here, and uh, we we sort of played a game of twenty questions. And some of this is serious questions. Some of it is uh, not so serious. But uh, but at the end of it, I think I got to the bottom of what this future future guy is all about, and uh, and hopefully uh, hopefully you will if you don't know anything about future. Or maybe you're a super fan. Maybe you're gonna be like, oh, an idiot. What's he talking about? I don't know. Uh, but uh, but that's our podcast. That's what we're doing right here, right now. So if you're ready, to head on down to the basement. Uh, get hype because here comes. Uh, me and Marcus Dowling, the the explainer, uh, talking about Future's latest two albums, Future and Hendrix. 
Future off his self-titled, not latest album. No, uh, Future. That's what self-titles means, kids. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. This the past two weeks, uh, he's put out two albums, like we were saying up front. Future and Hendrix. Uh, one is this. Yes. Uh, is more the as you said, what the street it's album. The street album. Yeah. Hendrix is more the the, the soul album. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that about the uh, semantics of, of using that word. But first. I I want you to I need you to walk me to this. Okay? okay. First of all, I got some questions. Yeah, ask away. Ask now, away. Now, Let's now, go. Well, these are just basic questions. And okay. This is from general listener who may or may not know future. Right. So when did this guy get his start? Okay. So future goes all the way back actually to um, the Dungeon Family, which okay. is you know Outcast, uh, Sleepy Brown, mm-hmm. the Goody Mob, which includes CeeLo Green. Okay. Our favorite gold. Painted rapist, yeah. Rapist, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Forget you. Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, let's see who else is in the Dungeon Family of of note. Uh, Big Rube. Uh, there's a number of artists all from Atlanta who are kind of like what happened when Outcast got that deal with LaFace, mm-hmm. which was they, they were signed around the same time as TLC. And uh, God, who else? On the face of that in that era, so baby so face as well. So he's been around for a while. Yeah. So he was like, okay. So they had a, they had a they literally recorded their albums in a basement, and he would hang out in the basement. So he's been down there since like maybe Outkast like third or fourth album. Like he he was there when those records were being recorded as like a teenager, as like a thirteen fourteen year old guy. That was his youth. Huh. So so this helps to like create the narrative of future in the sense that like if you've ever heard like um let me think of a good outcast uh song from the era uh say Spodiody Dopalicious. Okay. He was probably in the room when they recorded when this okay. seven minute long so, beautiful so George he, Clinton-esque funk jam is being recorded. So he's so he's been hanging out. Yeah he's also like also when Big Boy did, you know all of Big Boy's, like, you know, dope boy, like, buck bitch, whatever, rap songs, he was there. Also, when Andre recorded The Love Below, gotcha. he was there. So, those records are key in understanding where future begins. Okay. I know all those records. Right. And I, I, I'm not feeling... So, 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 let me start in with, with my first question. Versus, yeah. Uh, does future like pills? Oh, all the pills. Okay. All of them. Every so, single so one of them. This is for you, listener. I'm, we're yeah. contextualizing this Out stuff. Out of Van, Xanax, just, just run through them. Like, all of them. A side question to that. Xanax, is that the only pill available in Atlanta? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one would think. One would think. If you listen to all the rappers that, that use Xanax on a routine basis. Is weed essential to this sound? Extremely essential. You have to. 
Or is it dollars? <laughs> well, it's weed and dollars. It's the dollars you earn. Where? It, it's the dollars you earn from selling weed, and then the dollars that you throw okay, at the okay. strip club. <laughs> okay. And then those dollars that, because you, for lack of a better term, you you pimp one of the women at the strip club. Those next, dollars next question. Come back to next you. Next question. Next. This is the follow up to that. Where do the bitches come in? Because there's, the there's lots place. of bitches. And and sort of aside to that. Could not both these albums be just named songs about fucking and shit? <laughs> well, the whole genre, the whole trap so, genre. So I'm getting closer to understanding. Yes, the whole trap so that's genre real. is based around that. I'm right. Yes, you're 100% right. Okay. Okay, let's see Let's see what else we got here. We got, uh, is it okay that every song sounds the same? Absolutely. I'll explain why in a second. No, please do. No, explain okay. why. So the, the key thing to the trap genre and the key thing to the trap genre like existing and doing well is that New York and LA can't break rap records right now. Right. Because New York rappers aren't as good as 50 Cent and LA rappers will never be as good as Snoop Dogg or Dr. Dre. I say right like I'm I'm entrenched in that scene. Okay. So but, you can't yeah. break you yeah. can't break a rap record. Say like save like ASAP Rocky who sounds like he's from Houston or Atlanta. Mhm. It's the guy that could break out of LA or New York. So Atlanta slides in with these records that break at a strip club. An actual strip club called Magic City in Atlanta on Monday nights. Monday night is industry night at Magic City. Rappers from rappers from the era past Ludacris. This might, this might relate to another question I have. Yeah, they've all broken their biggest records on Monday night at, a at strip Magic club. City at a strip club. Okay, okay, this is the picture's becoming clearer because what? Future became a star because of Magic City. Right, so so this is a question, this is a legitimate question I have, uh, and it's based on the track uh, PLA off this one. Yeah. Uh, how many baby mamas does Future have? God, that's a good question. How many, um, and if you want to alter that question, how many baby mamas can one Future actually have? <laughs> How many is acceptable? Well, I mean, okay. So if there's seven days in a week, okay, and they say there's like ten women on a on a on a roll at a strip club, yeah, you could feasibly have seventy baby mamas. You could, <laughs> you could. So he's not just prolific in the studio. <laughs> is what you're right. saying. I mean, Will Chamberlain, you know, like yeah, Will, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like Will Chamberlain, J- J- uh, J- Jim Brown, like. That's what it is. And um, I, as far as the ones that matter to people who listen to this record, um, Russell Wilson, one quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, mm-hmm. is um, the, he's with uh, Sierra. Sierra, the pop star, who was at one time married to Future. And they had a child together. Okay. And this is a key part of the story because Sierra now, goes from being with Future. Sierra's from Atlanta. Being with Future, who's the biggest rapper in Atlanta. Like, she, she won. But then Future begins to cheat on her, and then she goes from being so... with Future to being with Russell Wilson, who's like a born-again Christian. <laughs> so so do all these baby mamas, do they you, – you know how a, a useful technique in prose and fiction writing is like you make these characters that are conglomerate of yeah. – are all these baby mamas just unpacking that one baby mama? It's just yes. like – Okay, yes. getting closer, getting closer yes, to you're the getting, truth you're getting, you're getting hotter I, there. I, I, okay, I'm getting closer to the truth. I actually want to play that song because, uh, part of it, because uh, it did, it really struck me, like, it, with, what, five songs before this about fucking and shit <laughs> and weed, uh, and you get to something about baby mamas, and it, yeah. it's just weirdly sensitive, so uh, here's P.O.A. Throw your money, I'm tripping in it, Aston Martin, I'm whipping in it. 
chicken to specific. Ten black whips, I'm too consistent. Ten my firing, bitch. Tell me if I'm too persistent. Firing all my baby firing. I just bought a brand new. I need a power to turn. I'm out of fuck the M. I need a power to turn. You need to get it on film. I'm out of push me away. You won't catch me in the gym. I'm out of push me some weight. You won't catch me in the gym. I'm about to fuck on some moolah. But you ain't owe me no check. Don't owe me no check. I don't care if you're my daddy. What? Bitch, I'ma cut off your neck. Ooh. We rockin' BBs and S's. That's yeah. when they get a little crowded. Little my chains, they fight for attention. For my neck, they get a little rowdy. Ooh. I'm doing my thistle, my nizzle, my nizzle. I work me the price down the middle, the middle. I keep me a bag of them skittles. I'm trying to get you a radical feeling. A real automatic, it came with no ceiling. Automatic. All this trapping, they got you offended. I'm trapping. Little 360 in a minute. Then I punch up the gas a little harder. I be whipping the limb like a charger. Get that money in the bag like a robber. When I whip it, I whip it a harder. To the young nigga rocking the starter. I was sitting in the back of the martyr. Now I sit in the back of the fire. As soon as I cook up the rari, I got the clutch in the carbon. Throw your money, I'm tripping in it. Aston Martin, I'm whipping in it. Chicken to specific. Ten black whips, I'm too consistent. Ten my firing, firing. Tell me if I'm too persistent. Firing. All my baby mirrors. I just bought a brand new bitch. I need a power to turn. I'm out of fuck off the M. I need a power to turn. You need to get it on film. I'm out to push me away. You won't catch me in the gym. I'm out to push me some weight. You won't catch me in the gym. Why you be leggings are foul? Well, I put the hundreds in pounds. We better roll up some fake. Yeah. We better roll up some loud. Yeah. We better stay in your lane. Yeah. I'm swerving all over the map. Yeah. I got a pan of mania with a little pretty face all in my lap. Yeah. I let it go to Zach's bills. Having to run up some laps. I swear. Sometimes I go to Chanel and I sit in that bitch like it's a trap. Yeah. Rolex stores my bando. Put up on George Bush with the ammo. Yeah. I spit the ammo in those. Put it on the 18 wheeler. Jamming and rapping for next. Talk to her. I go be young for the scroller. Right, so, so PLA um, yeah, brings up another question that I had, yeah. and this is actually this this weirdly ties into Prime Companion, yeah. Or if people like me want to make a uh, trap record, so I noticed on a lot of these, maybe it's him, maybe his friends stopping by, just dropping in some like off the cuff sound effects, yeah, of course. <laughs> and, and I'm like, is this like what's is this just hanging out and just no, like okay. Uh, so I, I used to be the executive director of Lucid Vision Recording Studios, uh-huh. a studio in which... Oh, did you have to provide the sound effects? I, I provided oh, sound effects on many a record. Oh, my fucking God. Okay, I've okay. Also, this is gonna, this is gonna I've be also good, been around just the recording process of these records. What happens is that... What happened was, is that you you know, you know have your, 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 your guy who's the, the rapper, mm-hmm. and then because you're recording these, these songs mm-hmm. that usually are related to things that you and your crew did at the club... You want your crew in the booth with you. And people get so hype. Right. Okay. Because you're talking about like, we were at the strip (laughs) club on Monday night. Yeah. And, and, and Bambi, she was, she was bad. She was so bad. She made me pop a Xanax. And then your boy's like, whoop, whoop. (laughs) So what would this look like if me, Paul, and Eduardo did it? Exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing. If you guys recorded a song about, let me think of a good thing that's happened down here. So, if you guys recorded a song about the, if you guys recorded a song about the Foxygen podcast, <laughs> so meta. Yeah, would, but you would be in the background right, of that, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. it would be like it would sound like Jumpman, which is a future song with Drake. Okay, like, 
That would be the moment. All right. All right. Eduardo would do the ad libs. I, I, I think I'm I think I'm a little closer to the truth now. I think maybe we can yeah. uh, start like discussing this seriously. Of course, of course. I think let me see if I got I got I'll give the, you another mysterious answer. Yeah, I got I baby to. mama, I got scissor, but I know what that is. Yeah, I wanted to mention the fact about baby mama that we were saying beforehand is that one of the key things about trap that people don't understand is that if you have like Anything, if you have like 10 kids, and this is a thing that actually exists in, in, in rap, like trap rappers, some of them have a lot of kids because <laughs> this is what you do, you know, and if you have to pay child support for sad children, then a lot of your songs are going to be about what you have to go through to pay child support on these kids because these baby mothers mm-hmm. are going to hold you accountable in a court of law. <laughs> For this money. Oh, man. Oh, man. I, 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 you know, that, that's so fucking logical. Yeah. And this, this was racking my brain because none of it made sense, but that's so fucking logical. <laughs> oh, this like, is so... You're going to talk about dealing drugs? You're going to talk about pimping <laughs> hoes? You're going to talk about a million ways that you can make money immediately? Well, well yeah. So, so, and, and like, to start getting, like, into the serious thing, I think the only other question I had, and we, like, so we did baby mamas, uh, pills that, yeah. So, um, want to circle back to the is it okay that every song sounds about the same, and more more to that sort of related and and I don't know if you'll maybe you thought of it I'm sure you thought of this yeah uh where does this plug in the go go okay all right so because um, because here's you have two styles of music one I like one I do not okay so so I'll I'll say this okay so there's a there's a variant of go go called a uh, bounce beat mm-hmm. um at at some point, I will tell you that you should probably put um, Wale's bait into the, 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 the show notes on this because it's the best example of bounce beat go-go mm-hmm. in a top 40 R&B rap scenario. Um, bounce beat go-go is like halftime trap with the go-go pocket. Right. So the pocket is like the funk. That's like the swinging funk essence mm-hmm. of go-go music. So... You take that pocket and you make it halftime and you put like these big giant breaks in there so that it's like boom, pow, boom, pow. And it's like, right. and it's not like smooth, but it's hard. Right. Like and you, you want to dance to it. You want to like, and you're not even really dancing to it. You're just more bobbing your head and like right. feeling the energy, like right. turning up because you're like. This is well, hard. Well, well, these two albums, I mean, are this one being the street album Future, yeah, uh, and Hendrix are, uh, for lack of a better word, monotonous, yeah, as are all the other Future albums. If you, I, I was going to put together a sound collage, it's like here's a Future hit, hit <laughs> here's a Future hit, and just play the same song yeah. over and over. But, but you know, looking at like the purpose of this and and knowing uh, what uh, what a lot of this is about, it makes for a very like. It's still I I under, both understand why it is so big, why this is the number one selling thing in the country, and then yeah. and then I don't, and I don't know if that makes me sad, because like in these songs, and I know this isn't a thing in rap or hip hop really a lot of times, but in these songs, you know, there's no key changes, no, and I don't know that there needs to be, but if you have like 15 songs where it's just the okay. the beat, yeah. over and over and over, you have to figure out okay. what purpose that serves. So- if part of the purpose that it serves is paying the bills for the baby mama now yeah. and celebrating your crew, like so it, it seems a, they're getting they run out of time yeah. of shit to talk about. It's, it's what it never run out of shit to talk about because you always go out to the club. These are okay, these are artists 
that this is all the future does. Right. Future wakes up, writes some bars. Mm-hmm. Maybe goes to the gym. Then it's time to go to the strip club. <laughs> so that you can create the material so that the stuff will happen that will create the material for your record. Then you spend like 10 hours at the strip club, baby. You might go from the strip club to the regular club. Right. To a club like Decades. You know, shout out. Yeah, place yeah, for yeah. work. And then you come back from Decades and then you go out to another strip club. Right. Because in Atlanta, strip club culture is a real thing. Like, people don't understand right. that. Like, strip club culture doesn't just break the records. It's the place where the community goes. Because right. there's not a lot of places in, like, you know, lower income communities where people can just go and hang out. And, like, the local bar can't sustain in a place like Atlanta where, you know, economically it's just impossible to have a corner bar or a corner restaurant. So your whole entire community... It's funny you say that because we, at the club because we and then we have this problem in D.C. and uh, uh, is there a trap scene in D.C.? Yes, no. Oh yeah, totally. Okay. Totally. But well, we were just in Austin. We were mm-hmm. at an awesome bar called the the White Horse. Yeah, and it was a uh, it was a honky tonk uh, in the loose interpretation of it. Yeah, but they had three bands. But it also right. it also was a club because when we left, the guy was like, "Yeah, you might not be able to get back in." We're like, "Whatever." Yeah, three country bands that are like local <laughs> bands. There's a line around the block when we came back. Right. And it was serving that. But that can exist there. It can't exist there. And it can't exist in Atlanta. Right. So if this – I mean this is all wild to me because it is not my experience of how stuff gets created or popular. Right. I, I can – I'm still sitting here thinking like, okay, I get it. I got what's going on here. How did this get so popular? Well, okay, it got popular because, again, you can't break a record out of New York or L.A. So the traditional places where you break records out of the record industry. Also, the music industry also couldn't break a record out of St. Louis, Cleveland, Miami. I mean, they broke records out of Miami. They were doing well in Miami with Rick Ross and DJ Khaled. But Khaled's... Albums are all all star all star well, albums. Who would break out of Cleveland like Boz Skaggs cover I mean, bands? <laughs> Bone Thugs and Harmony. Okay, yeah. But and, and Crucial Conflict. Yeah. You know, like there's just groups that were there, but you couldn't break a record from there. Couldn't break a right. record from all those. And remember that that era where like regional rap was a thing, and every rapper was from some random yeah. place around the country. It's yeah. so, like Houston wasn't breaking any records. I mean, right. they tried with like Kirkle Bangs, but Drink in My Cup isn't as good as anything the future's ever done. Right. So it's like okay, it just doesn't work. So it's like, okay, so Atlanta has, like, everybody there. Right. So, like, it's like the, because it's the most fun place to be. Yeah. Like, think about it. There's nothing to do but to, like, go to the gym, go to the strip club, go to the regular club, go back to the strip club, go to the studio. Like. And then in a cycle. And then get on a plane and go wherever you want to go. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, again, this is this is a, just a cognitive like <laughs> this is so far uh, and, may, okay. and maybe this is how let me, let, maybe this is how this stuff can't resonate let with me, me give you a, a corollary yeah um led zeppelin okay in like if you think like 79 78 79 okay they land at they land in uh at LaGuardia. okay they go immediately to madison square garden right after the show at madison square garden they go to CBGB's or Studio 54. Right. Then after they go to CBGB's or Studio 54, they go to Sigma Sound Studio or whatever. Right. Immediately. They have like 
Jimmy Page has three songs in his head. Right. From things that he saw, or he may have imagined even seeing, in one of okay. these places. Then they get done recording those songs. It's 12 noon. Okay. They can either go to Max's Kansas City for, for lunch, or they could jump on a Learjet and go across the country to L.A., and have the exact same experience again. So, so I, I'm down with that. I think that's an imperfect analogy, but it, it, it's a good way to start but talking. I'm just trying to give you a it's, sense. No, of it's like, a good way to start talking about Hendrix because yeah, yeah, yeah. because in your analogy, like you know, Led Zeppelin, Eduardo would disagree, but Led Zeppelin, like there, there was a there, there's a greater level of musicality to it, right? And it wasn't just like to, I mean, this goes beyond Black CNN. <laughs> This is like I don't know. This is black walkie-talkie. Like I'm just yeah, talking to my friend. Yeah, yeah, literally. And it's just like news nobody fucking no, wants. It's, but it's black burner cell phone. To <laughs> yeah, be honest, yeah, it's like news nobody wants. But here you go, <laughs> and here's a kicking man. Yeah. My girl, she's trying to get that child support. Right. You got five. You got five G's for me. And then you just in the background go whoop whoop yeah. whoop, and it's good. But. But right. I can't say that necessarily about a lot of stuff on Hendrix. This record is incredible. There's a lot I can say about my collection, but I want to play a little bit about it first. So this is <laughs> this is my collection off of off of the now number one record in the country, uh, yeah. Futures Hendrix. Matter of fact, going to call Pluto. <laughs> she told me she was an angel. She fought two rappers and three singers. She got few athletes on speed dial. I'm trying to get the case dismissed before I see trial. And these coding hammers ain't got nothing to do with my little child. No, this coding ain't got nothing to do with my little child. I used to sell dope at my grandma's house as a rude child. All these cameras all fucking with my mood wild. And these chain clanking back and forth, they too loud. Ain't no damn where this wasn't promised. I know damn where this must be coming. They fear for my jealous at the condo. Technically, I never packed up a need. Left eight of racks in the dresser you can keep. And I got this bad team at disposal. I cooked it up and then I went global. My baby mama pushed the range rover. Had to make sure I got it fully loaded. Can't be the one and then you get exposed. If you the one, then God will let me know. But at the same time, I like the vibe of one. I'm paranoid, I gotta ride with one. And I had to explain to her last night Had to send this one freak on the last flight Had to send this one freak on the last flight Won't get a response from me, ain't no confessions Before I tell a lie, I won't tell you nothing And the time I got you, girl, you my possession Even if I hit you once, you part of my collection My collection even if I hit you once, you part of my collection. My collection. Even if I hit you once, you part of my collection. Standing on black socks, meet me at the yacht dock. Icing out clock, watch bitches on my cop. Yeah, maybe it's a drop. Yeah, we get in our feelings. Yeah, I don't know how you would feel about me if I ain't have millions. Yeah, I'm conversing with you. I hope you hear me. Yeah, keep your promise. You take my love with you everywhere. And hell, no, ain't about no bragging rights. But even if it was, shit, I got it. Pinstripes on a hard top, who got it? She told me she was an angel. She fucked two rappers and three singers. Favorite artist, but 
All right, my, my collection feature off of Hendrix, yeah. Silky Smooth. The number hit, one hit, album hit in the country. Once, once I hit it once, part of my collection. Not um, with Women's Day coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Not the most uh, sensitive lyric to oh. our current uh, day and date. But okay, I, mean, gonna, I, I, feel, I feel a struggle. I'm going to tell you a funny story. Okay, so uh, this Wait, is the point of this future. Oh, God, I think he's almost 30. Oh, come on. So in any event. Okay, so I work decades. I help concept yeah. this club. It's a wonderful nightclub. 1219 Connecticut Avenue Northwest, Washington, D.C. 20036. Um, DecadesDC.com. Facebook.com slash DecadesDC. I'll stop. Oh, <laughs> anyway, so I, I had a night where I was there, and the DJ played um, All Right by Kendrick Lamar. Okay. And he followed up with my collection. We're going to be all right, black people, because we need to struggle for our freedom. Once I have sex with you, you are part of my collection of women that I have had so, sex with. So here's the thing. It's crazy. It's like, wow. Well, it, it is crazy. And, I, and, I, and, and as much as I enjoy, if I don't pay attention to the lyrics of a lot of these songs, I mean, most the weekends on the next song, uh, they, they pull a good Drake trick where they're very victimized. Yeah. And I, maybe but Drake that, is typically victimized. Yeah. Maybe that's the only, like all his enemies come out. Yeah. I'm like, you don't, you don't have any enemies, Drake. Uh, but, but you know, like this, if this is the only way they can like express emotion, uh, future can express emotion. It, it's a weird thing for me because we know, and we've talked about uh, stereotypes in music and stereotypes, yeah. racial stereotypes. Right. And we know that uh, if you go down south in a, in a quiet little town, you see a black man, and the first thought is they're a sexual predator. Right. First thought is they're a thug. It's And none of this, including, especially if you pair Hendrix with that, it's... It reinforces that, and but it doesn't though. I'll, I'll, we can well, t- we, we can talk, talk about, about that. But, yeah, but yeah, let, yeah. Me, let me say why I, I think mm, okay. it does, and okay, cool. you can give the counterpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what you're all talking about in future is fuck the bitches, get the money, sell the weed, then then do the weed, which mm-hmm. he should have learned. How you gonna be smoking <laughs> the shit if you're selling the shit? Let's not here nor no, there. Don't how you don't supply. Shout out big. Right. So, so, but then you get to this, and it is all about not, a little deeper relationships, maybe. Oh, <laughs> but, oh, but it is, though. Okay. So, um, all right. This is this is a point where if Brianna were here, she'd like. You got to straight. Well, Brianna would talk. Yeah, I know. Brianna <laughs> would talk, but she would, she would look at me real funny when yeah. I'm, I'm about to say. The one thing about Futures Records that makes them genius is that women are independent actors. In all of his records about misogyny, there used to be a time in music where it was like "suck my dick, uh, bitch." Uh, and unpack rap music. that a little. What's up? Unpack that a little. Okay. That, in music, that, that in, no in rap music, there was a time where the song was "suck my dick, bitch." Yeah. And the woman is not an independent actor in that. Typically, she's being grabbed by her neck and/or the scruff of her head. It's a command. And being forced down on someone's penis. What's up, Kanye? Yeah, exactly. That guy. Yeah. But okay. So in Future's records, note that in this song, the women, under, like, like un, unbeknownst to Future, and of her own volition, has already fucked two rappers right. and three singers, and has three athletes in her cell phone that she may have also had sex with as well. So, so there's a level of 
future in a lot of men in this particular genre are in are just independently floating about the world having random sex right with women who are okay with doing this and that's important because there's a level of like respect especially in southern culture and this is, gets very yeah, yeah. much at the core yeah, of where yeah, future's for sure, at for sure so like he's a rapper from Atlanta which means he's from you know this area of the country where there is a natural, like stereotypical inborn respect for women. That's a part of it. So he's not having sex. He's not like, Hey girl, come here and fuck me. No, he's like, we are going to have a premium sexual experience. <laughs> what? Can you get that Which at is, Walmart? I like, mean, you, you, I mean, if you buy the album at Walmart, you can sixty ninety nine. So, sure. So, so, like, I, I feel that as a narrative and stuff, but, but I mean... That's the narrative of the whole album, but, by but, the way. Yeah, that is the narrative of the whole album, but, I mean, it's two... Especially when he sings with Rihanna. Two things, which is great. Yes! Yeah! Which song is that, actually? It's, um... Selfish. Selfish? Yeah. You want to hear that? Yeah, it's okay. great. It's fantastic. It's, uh, Future with Rihanna, Selfish. Let's not be alone. Mm-hmm. Let's be one. Oh, let's not be alone. Empty thoughts fill the room. Mm-hmm. Breathe for me and I breathe for you. Oh, 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 oh. 
So that's a sensitive song, man. Yeah, it is. Um, it's the same. It's on the same wavelength as um. If you listen to Miley Cyrus's a- album Bangers, okay. I don't know why we do that, but, but, um, but I'll roll with it. She he covers "Stand by Me" with Miley Cyrus. Is it him or is it a, an auto tune? It's. I mean, it's. Well, it's all auto tune. But where does the future band in the auto tune begin? <laughs> <laughs> you don't really ever that, know. That was the other thing. That was the other thing. It. it could Bonnie Iver potentially show up on a future album? Oh, of course he could. Okay. I think you'll be on the third one. I didn't write that question down, but moving on. I think you'll okay. be on the third so, one. So, harder to hear first. So, you, you, had, a, you had a thought in yeah, listening to that. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It was the thing of like, okay, so like, like, like the Stand By Me song is important, if only because like, okay, so Future is an auto-tuned vocalist. Like, if auto-tune did not exist, Future could not, not sing. Not an auto-tune rack mount thing. No. He's real. Yeah, he's a we're real. Sure. He's we're, a, we're sure. He is a human being who, when he vocalizes, it just comes out of autotune. That is the key okay. to his... Okay. He could not sing. If autotune did not exist, Future could not sing. And would not exist. Right. Okay. So there's a there's an argument here that, like, okay, so we were talking about... I, I compare this album to, like, albums by Jodeci, mm-hmm. Guy, New Edition, Belle Biv DeVoe. There's an, there's an era of R&B music... That gets sadly left behind. It's the New Jack Swing era when people decided that uh, rap and dance and soul needed to have a, a commingling. And um, all these songs, because they were so radically different and it was like, so you could do whatever you wanted. Right, right. Typically, like, deal with the notion of, like, we're going to have the most epic sex of all time. And it's going to be, like, yes, and it, but it's also but... going to be... Filter through this lens of being but so let me, disgusting. I, I don't have the clip up in front of me, but I think you, in fact, said it. There's a difference between what was going on back then and now. Yeah. So and, the, and that back then, it, romance was part of it. Now it's just yeah. straight to the but fucking. But it's amazing because the thing is that, and I get it now, is that, okay, so all those artists I just mentioned all come from the church. They all yeah. come from this space of like everything, especially Jodeci. Like if you listen to Jodeci's records, they're all amazing gospel records. Like yeah. they're, the, they're the best. I wrote this piece on Medium where I was talking about how since the days of Ray Charles, you haven't found somebody who's been able to do like gospel to secular like Jodeci did it. Mm-hmm. So like the thing is, is that with Future, because Future's auto-tuned, you lose all of that like gospel soul that made singing about sex with gospel soul like just incredible. Right. Like, it's not, I mean, so it's like crazy because the, 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 the lyrical standard is the same, but that intonation that makes it work right. is completely gone. So, so there's like no <sighs> spiritual nature to any of this. There, there isn't. And that, and that's, yeah. To the comment about like, I, I like walkie talkies better than burner phones. <laughs> but uh, it paints a more pathetic picture in my mind. But <laughs> but but this GI Joe but, one when I was a kid. Yeah, I just, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's oh. what I'm talking about. Oh, that's like, great. You can't get a burner. You can't afford a burner right. because he ain't sold enough weed. There it is. But so so back to that point. Like if an album like this, or even an album like Future, or even just his whole career. Yeah. If this is Rebates. If this is about, let's just address Hendrix right now. Yeah. If this just is reporting on all the fucking that this man is doing. Yeah. And everybody's free agent. That's good and stuff. Yeah. At some point, that does get like you get the point. You, I mean, look, you just do get the point, and it and it 
it becomes uh, egregious and a little creepy. Like I think if if there's some way for future to rise, to, there's no commentary being made on it. I guess this is but this is the problem I have with future. But that's not the point, though. The commentary, I, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm almost okay with the commentary just being the fact that it happened. Like, and and maybe we need more of that in the world. Just like here. Here's the here's the mirror or here's like the cam into somebody's place. Okay. Look at all these people fucking. Look at like look yeah, at, that's all it is. Yeah, uh, literally that's all it is. I'll put it like this. Okay, so like future and rappers of his ilk, especially in the trap era, are built off of mixtape culture, mm-hmm. which meant that if you okay, so like back in days like 2010, 2011, when like Magic City was like really, 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 really booming, when yeah. like Industry Night was like the hottest night in all of the literal music industry, when like Waka Flocka Flame. And Gucci Man were like breaking out and like blowing up when like hard into paint and like those okay. records were like big records. Ha- mixtape culture was everything. Like those records broke off milk mixtapes. Like when like when Rick Ross did um Blowing Money Fast, which was produced by Lex Luger, mm-hmm. that broke out of Atlanta because Lex was a producer from Atlanta. Right. So it was like, okay. So like mixtape culture says that. Your song is only hot for a week. Like your song is not hot for like a year or five years. Your song has a seven day life cycle. So you'd better make sure if you're, and that's the way Future makes records. That's why he's been able to drop 40 records in two weeks. (laughs) Cause it's like, okay, I'm going to go off for 40 nights and make one record each night. Right. And I'm going to call the weekend and be like, yo, get on this record. I'll call Rihanna and be like, Hey girl, get on this record. And do this and that. And so producers make tracks faster down there than anywhere else in the world because they come from this mixtape culture where it's like, okay. And that's why it behooves them to have the songs sound the same because mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to like make different sounding material when you're like... You're knocking it out so fast. Yeah, you're like boom, 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 knocking boom, Knocking it out like you're knocking out your... No, I'm not. There, well, <laughs> no, there it is. Not, you're no. 70, 70 second baby mama, right? Yeah. There it is. But it's that's what it is. So like you, you can only rap about what you know in a 24 hour life cycle. Be- I can't believe though that he doesn't know more. That, he does that, know more. He's, this is this is where this no, is but where... that's the thing is that he is part of a culture because that l- rewards him for right. knowing less. So, but we're talking about an album uh, that is albums that he always tops the charts that are like probably worldwide go to number one. Yeah, if you're not in Atlanta, you aren't having that experience. <laughs> you don't know about that, and I mean. I don't think you want to no, have but that experience. Here's what's crazy, though, is that like like a decades or like a Friday or Saturday night. It's lifestyle that's music, and happening. that's the problem with lifestyle music. Right, right. In, in Brooklyn, even in Brooklyn. Yeah. Even in Brooklyn, at your favorite hipster bar, mm-hmm. a variant of watching someone pour Hennessy on their girlfriend. Not that I've ever seen that happen in real life. I, I may except, have. Except Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like... That's happening with a bottle with a can of PBR at your favorite bar in Brooklyn. Right. That's happening in Wichita, Kansas. That's happening in Houston. That's happening in Peoria. That's happening in Portland. That's happening in L.A., San Francisco, Minneapolis. So what does that? So what does that say about us? Not it's, you and me. About it says us we as reached, a people. We reached. The, the, we reached the lowest common denominator. Is it the lowest common denominator, or is it that we just need some release from something? Well, we need a release because we hit the lowest common denominator. And when we hit that point and we danced on it for, you know, the last 18 months. Right. Like, we need a release. We're like, okay. So, like, like this guy is president. Life kind of sucks. 
Things are what they are. Right. Screw it. Okay. So we need a release. So we're going to go to the club. Name whatever kind of club you want. Strip club, poker club, dance club. You know, and we're going to, you know, and I'm going to drink this alcohol. And then I'm probably going to go and have sex with someone. And even Why, why if, go anywhere? Just do it in the club. And even if I don't think it's epic, would I get on wax? It's going to be the most epic thing ever. I'm going to talk about my... Because everybody wants that. Yeah, because I'm going to say that I'm the best at having sex of all time. I'm going to say that <laughs> when I have sex with someone, they end up in my collection. <laughs> <laughs> and now Kevin is crying. No, I'm not crying. I'm just like, like that doesn't square with like women with agency saying like in your collection, but all these people are okay, but then there's this asshole who's being like, You're in my collection, girl. And it's right, like, but the thing is girls ain't coming back, and maybe maybe that's but the, the point. Dumbest maybe thing maybe about I'm it, a sensitive romantic at heart, Marcus. Yeah. And you know But the sad part is that like these girls okay, so like there's a thing about like the women that he is having sex with, like at some point, okay, so if you look at the narrative of Future's life, like, between, like, Sierra and, like, the wife of Scottie Pippen, mm-hmm. people that we noted here, we people, people that we unequivocally know that Future has had sex with in life, the three kinds of women. Right. Strippers at Magic City, <laughs> the wife of Scottie Pippen, and Sierra. These are all people who are work and or live around industries that are vapid and place minimal you know, value it, on your humanity. If if you if you trust like his narrative, there's a seventy five percent chance he had sex with our moms. Right, exactly. So, and, I mean, and you know, but not that my mom works at nightlife, but if my mom works yeah, at nightlife, I mean, that, 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 that I completely and, understand. And wouldn't be mad if she did. Right. I'm just saying. 75% chance she's right. fucked their moms. I mean, I know, because he fucks everybody. He's, right. He's, 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 if Young Metro <laughs> so, don't trust you, I don't Future's know you. out, got the baby mamas, got, like, okay. So that's the thing. It's like, you're, like, talking about, like, a narrative where people are okay with this because yeah. there is a value that is placed on physical over personal. Like, okay. having sex with someone... Is the least personal act can be, yeah, that there is in all of this because in, in, in a Tinderfied. Ooh, is Future on Tinder? I'm, I'm sure if he was, he'd be like, he'd be just swiping right in the club. Yeah, he'd be sitting in VIP. Right. He'd set. He'd set his. He'd set his search as big as the club was. Right. And he would just swipe right the whole time. Not that anybody should do that. Not that I've ever seen anybody do this in a nightclub. <laughs> not that I've ever seen that. Because I have never, ever seen that ever at all in my entire life. Yeah. Except, except Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I just. Back to back number one albums, by the way. You can't deny back-to-back that. Back to back number one albums. So, so so people like this music, by the way, a lot. Yeah, I know, I know. And those uh, those people aren't me necessarily. <laughs> and, and look, that's fine. I don't have to. But I, right. I, I always try to look for something that I enjoy. And, and there there is there is a lot of fun to be had. But uh, you like, I mean, look, I'm old. I I don't I don't relate to. That. I also was in like Southwest Virginia. We didn't. There was no in the club. <laughs> In fact, there was almost no rap. Right, exactly. There was like old school rap, but there's almost none. Oh, and that's a funny point that you make because I feel like we're at a point now where we've officially hit that cultural switch yeah. where everybody's heard at least one rap song. And more importantly, everybody knows what to do when you go to the club. Because all of the rap songs that these people probably have heard are either in the club by 50 Cent or something that right. Ludacris did talking about like 
acting crazy in the club and move, bitch, get out the way, not, you know, or whatever. Not to get too deep into this, because this could be another hour and a half long conversation. Is that okay? Is that okay? Because what you're talking about is is uh, appropriation on a wide scale, which we know occurs, and you're taking an art form that is, you know, mm-hmm. a black art form, yeah. and all of a sudden, but rap like, isn't black, sorority though. chick. Rap isn't black, though. You're right. Rap isn't black. I just want to make that's like the most important thing that we'll say on this entire podcast. You're right. Rap is no longer black. I want to make this public announcement to the entire freaking world. Yeah. Rap is no longer black. There are three times as many white people than black people in VIP at Decades Nightclub. Three times. Yeah. They know. Well, and, all- that, and that's what I was saying. Is So is that okay? They know all the words to every single rap song, including the N one. Sorry, sorry, folks. I took a sip of beer, and that's fucking funny. (laughs) I almost spit it out. Just want to say, yeah, and like, and they don't have a problem with saying it because to them, it's not racist. Because they have black friends that have given them the black card to make it okay for them to say these words. And that's where we are now. Like, damn it, people, that is pop. Rap is more pop than Britney Spears is right now. I, I know, but I, 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 I wonder, and this isn't look, this isn't features of responsibility. I'm not saying that either. I wonder with, I, I wonder where we're headed with records like this. I mean, look, this is like, you know, deep dip in misogyny. The deepest. For sure. Uh, Anderson Pop. He beats he makes Anderson Pac look like he's a oh, he four-year-old. Does. He does. I'm surprised Anderson didn't show up on this, actually. That, I mean, he has a third album, I should say. He, yeah, he has a third album. So, he has a third album coming. You know, and it just makes me wonder, like, where this is headed. And again, it gets back to, I know an artist doesn't necessarily have a responsibility, but maybe, like, if, if Future is sitting around and going, like, he's got a son now. Yeah. But no, he doesn't actually have a son. His son is the uh, ward of the starting quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> So, okay, so oh well. I see where. Okay, well, this <laughs> future forever. It's gonna be like this. Um, I'm just saying. So you can't uh, worry about that kid. Should we should we split this this rating into the two albums or no, do this one big one? No, I mean, okay. And so for anybody out there who thinks that Kendrick Lamar is the answer, he's he did bad blood with the whitest white woman in the history of the yeah. known universe. So I mean, I mean, th- there's two things. Number one, um, we could split it, but also. Um, look to black men who make actual R&B records right now more than ever before. Yeah, yeah. Because because if rap is not black anymore, if you're looking for something else, right? If okay, so if you're looking for black music, let's just call it spade a spade. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. Um, if you're looking for black music in 2017. You're not going to find it in rap. You're not because this is not a black. It's not black music. This is music that describes an experience that. People of all races, shades, colors, and creeds have in nightclubs and you know entertainment establishments or they think across they have. the world, right? Or they, or they, or they, they want, want to have. have. Yeah. There it is. Well, they want to have. Right, and that's where we are now because you know Donald right. Trump is president. Right. We're twenty trillion dollars in debt, and you know it is what it is. Yeah. So I mean, if you're looking for actual black records, I'd suggest looking at like people who make. R&B records. We reviewed the Miles Mosley record, which is an exemplary record. Um, you know, on occasion, Aaron Abernathy sits in his basement. Yeah. Like, that's a guy to look at. Um, I'll tell you that if you, even if you don't, even if you're like us and you're not 100% on the Thundercat album, mm-hmm. listen to the Thundercat record. Like, yeah. these are actual black artists making actual black music. 
Like that's a well, thing. And honestly, we're saying this like like white pop artists aren't saying making the same shit. Right? They are. They, but, they are. I mean, look, I, you I heard I heard moves like Jagger on the way in. Yes, you did on the way in. I was just like, ah, oh, this sounds bullshit. You know, <laughs> but it's catchy. Right. It's catchy. Yeah, all these songs so, are catchy. So it's not. It's not like Future has the market corner right. on but, songs but, about but fucking when, shit. But when people are, yeah, but when but when black people are being mowed down in the streets, right? Like you, you need actual black music to, actual right. black artists yep. to make actual statements that affect black people yeah and don't listen to rappers i'm gonna say this again too there's another <laughs> key point don't listen to rappers like rappers will lie to you right now because that's what rappers do because uh-huh. rappers are capitalists at this point because rap is pop it, i mean even if you're like an independent rapper you're still looking at like rap is pop it's hard to be a rapper and to be 155% honest in your creative craft. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if you really want to find black music, and I know a lot of people are looking for black music right now because people feel like black music is the thing we need. Yeah. Look for people who sing soul records, like ASAP. I, I, I would say that, yeah. Like ASAP, like soul and jazz. Look, look for the look for the jazz. Jazz is, is going to be a little less immediate because you don't have the vocals. All right, the time. but yeah, but look for soul, like especially soul yeah. artists, like uh, you know, like I say, like Ab and like you know Miles Mosley and people. Anybody who wants to get on a record and do a soul record, they're probably making the most honest record right now. Yeah, because you're not making. If Future has the number, if Future has back to back number one albums, a soul record yeah. is not moving at that number. No. Just not. Nah. So, so but it's honest. Yeah, it's honest. So, so, so for for the two albums. Yeah. What are you gonna do? You gonna buy it? Try to pass. Um, Hendrix is the best album of the year. Okay. Just gonna put so, that out there. So, like nobody, no. Okay. So, like for. Okay. So high, high end, high minded music. That music that song hasn't been that that album hasn't been released yet. I I expect that like somebody will put out this high minded R and B meets rap album that will be right. everything we want it to be. Ideally, hopefully, that's Kendrick Lamar because he needs to make it. But um, I don't even think he can at this point. Mm-mm. But um, gonna I mean, be about God. Gotta be white Jesus and black skin. Yep, you know. Yeah, I do know. But um, <laughs> but um, but in any event, um, Hendrix, if you're looking for lowest, lo- the lowest common denominator on that same standard as like what we like what people yeah. expect Kendrick to do, you're not gonna top this record. You're not gonna top. You're not gonna find a more banal. Oh, okay. Like absurd. So like just like attempt at like being soulful. Right. Ever so, this year. So if it was just Hendrix it would be a buy. Yeah, yeah but, if you but, to, but 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 no we're doing them both at that once. Future record we is, have to. That future record is terrible. It's, it's, but, it's butt <laughs> trash. Like, <laughs> New rated. Butt tra- tra- trash. Butt trash. <laughs> butt trash. Like, so... like, I get it because it's like, it's it's a street record, so it's a mixtape. It's not an actual album. Like, you can't listen to that and be like, I... <laughs> this is an album. This has depth and scope and I, you really try man. to create, you know... With, with some theory there. No. I'm horrified that we sort of landed in the same place, although I am not as big a fan of Hendrix as you are. Uh, but. Everybody's listening to Hendrix once. Yeah, everybody's, everybody's listening to so, so it's a definite try. I mean, I, I, I don't know what's lower than butt trash, <laughs> but, but I think, I think the future album, the future is, is lower than that. But. Booty beat. But, is what it is. but Hendrix is worth it. And you have to. Look, I had to do it. Listener, you had to. You everybody, have to do it. everybody you in the start world, start with future, 
then you get Hendrix. This is how this works. Yeah, I will say that everybody don't mix the, and match. Okay, so Future has released great singles. Um, Turn out the lights. Yeah, and um, Love Song featuring Rihanna are beautiful mm-hmm. singles. Um, this is the first album that Future's really put out there where it's like he really went in and was like, I mean, given his constraints of the very <laughs> Not narrow... Not being able to sing, talk about anything but fucking and shit. And, right. uh, there's a very... Yeah. Okay. There's a one-track mind on right. his record. Sure. But in the in the, the, the vault of using that one-track mind and like very narrow constraints, it's like his best overall record. He hasn't put out an actual album in my mind yet until this. Yeah. So if you okay. want to listen to nothing else, just listen to this. Okay. Uh, last word, because uh, I forgot to bring this up. Uh, I do want to mention that if you're going to name a song uh, I'm So Groovy, please don't. This is to artists <laughs> around the world. Please don't include the line, I just <laughs> fucked her face in it. Uh, that's yes! it. <laughs> Marcus, thank you for coming down and doing this. This Always. is fucking spectacular. Always. And uh, Future is out there and I'm everywhere. So I got power. I'm so groovy. I got power. That's so bitch. I just bought it. Oh, that's your bitch. I just bought it. Perks and minor, mm-hmm. Flying giant, mm-hmm. I just fucked the face, mm-hmm. I don't know her name, mm-hmm. Tom Brady, Tony Snow, mm-hmm. I just backed those hoes, Going crazy at the jaw, mm-hmm. I just saw a side of the door. There you go, boys and girls. Future cast. Thank you so much to Marcus uh, for, for hanging out and uh, indulging me in that. That was really one of the most fun podcasts we've done. That was, uh, you know, we we generally have a panel, but once in a while we'll, we'll cut it back to two people. And that was just literally, you heard it, it was just me and Marcus hanging out, uh, him sort of making fun of me for not knowing a lot about Future and uh, trying to get to the bottom of that whole thing. So hopefully hopefully that worked. I hope we'll be doing that a lot of that uh, a little later on in the year. Like I said, all of us have holes in our in our appreciation and uh unless we strive to you don't have to fill them all but you know try something different i've told you about the new to new to you or new to me uh everyday things i don't i'm not going to tell you about that again but uh you know reach out for something different get get out of your comfort zone and talk about it if you you know if, i assume you're sort of intelligent maybe I, maybe you're not but the point is is it all can't be just the one thing you know Life's no fun that way. No fun at all. Um, <laughs> with that in mind, I'm going to talk about something right now that I do know about, I know a good deal about, uh, because uh, me and the lady were just in Austin, Texas. Now, uh, it, South by Southwest is happening right now. I think it starts today, if you're listening to this on Thursday. We did not go down there for that. We went down there, long story short, uh, just celebrated our 10th anniversary, and um, and one of the first things we did, one of the first trips we took not long after we started dating, was uh, was head down to Austin City Limits Festival. And it was the first time I had been to Austin. She had lived there. And uh, so got to see the town, sort of fell in love with it, and, and dug the scene. We've been back once since, uh, but really haven't been back there for about like seven or eight years. And uh, I've been saying we need to go back there. We need to go back there because, first of all, you've got the barbecue. You've got the tacos. You've got the hill country, uh, Pedernales Falls, which is amazing. But really what we were there for um, – was Lukenbach, Texas. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about the song, but this Lukenbach, Texas is actually a place. We visited it and there was there was there's a dance hall. 
There was nothing going on last time we were there. But this time, there's a guy by the name of Dale Watson and uh, his friend Ray Benson of Sleep at the Wheel. Uh, Texas Swing, Maripolitan, uh, really good shit. They have a new album out called uh, Dale and Ray, Getting Creative with the Titles. These are these are legends of, of Texas music, of country. Uh, you know, people say, you know, country is dead or outlaw country. It's not. It's there. It's, it's right there. Uh, and uh, so they were playing, and uh, we got to uh, check them out. Now, you can't relive that experience yet because I haven't built a time machine, but... Uh, I, I can't play a track for you. And this is sort of their theme song. So this is the first track off their, their latest LP, Dale and Ray. It is called, appropriately, The Ballad of Dale and Ray. I like to drink Lone Star. I like to smoke pot. It makes us happy We do it a lot Some folks say we're wasting Our lives this way That's how we roll We're Dale and Ray Dale and Ray Dale and Ray Guess we were born this way Making music our own way That's right, that's how we roll We're Dale and Ray I like Merle Haggard And I like Johnny Cash Their singing really moves us Their songs are a smash Today's country music Don't move us that way We like Hank Williams Senior We're Dale and Ray Dale and Ray, Dale and Ray Guess we were born this way Making music our own way That's right that's how we wrote with Dale and Ray. Oh, Dickens Wilson. you selling Ray Benson's Asleep at the Wheel Roadhouse Barbecue Sauce We're all selling something while we're making hay That's how we roll We're Dale and Ray Dale and Ray Dale and Ray Guess we 
That's right. That's how we roll. We're Dale and Ray. That's right. That's how we roll. We're Dale and Ray. Oh, let's roll another Lone Star, Dale. Yeah, Ballad of Dale and Ray, uh, off their new album, Dale and Ray. A, a nice little slice of Ameripolitan honky-tonk badassery. Uh, if you don't know either of these gentlemen, there's going to be links in the show notes, but uh, please, explore Dale Watson's catalog. Explore Asleep at the Wheel. Uh, this is this is just some fine-ass country. When people are talking about like saving country music, you don't need to save it. It's right here. And, uh, and, and, and more to the point... Uh, first of all, you should go to Austin. Everyone should celebrate Austin. Austin, the surrounding, uh, surrounding hill country, er- everything about it is, is simply fantastic. But also, seek out Lukenbach. Make a night of it. I think on Fridays and Saturdays, maybe Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, they have a, uh, usually have a honky-tonk out there. Get there early, we found out. People park the horses and whatnot, but uh, but also a lot of people have been going there for years, maybe decades. So, so get there early if you want to see it. Otherwise, you just sit outside and sip on Lone Stars like we did, which is still fun. Uh, but then they have some like acoustic jams on Sundays. It's again, it's magical. Uh, please go there and please check out the uh, new album, Dale and Ray. That's our podcast for this week. We thank you for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can leave us a rating there. Uh, other star, or if you want to write a book about us, nice little feedback thing. Uh, I would accept that submission. That, that's just great. Uh, we are also on Google Play, Stitcher, Mixcloud, when we feel like it, up on SoundCloud. Uh, Matt Condon and Mauricio Castro are our guys out in the field. They're shooting live shows and, and telling you about it just about every night. Uh, we are uh, thankfully hosted by a service called Pippa right now. Getting some uh, great metrics, getting some great, just easy. If you want to do a podcast, easy. And right now it's free. They're just starting up. So, so you know, you might use Libsyn. There's a couple other things out there that cost you money. Get in on this, man. It's free. And they're great. Zero glitches so far. Zero glitches increased, like, a lot of you guys have been listening. So, so that's awesome. And also, I have to mention, like I do at the end of every podcast, uh, we got to thank uh, Jamal Gray, Aquatic Gardener. You know, he, we've been using his music uh, from a little mixtape he put out a while ago as the interstitial music. It is fantastic. And there's always a link in the show notes to that. And you can pick that up, up on Bandcamp. Please do. It is amazing. It'll tide you over until uh, his, his group Nog Champa gets here. And uh, they're coming. 2017 is going to be the year of Nog Champa. So get ready. That is our podcast. Uh, we thank you guys for hanging out. And uh, as always, uh, be good to your ears. Be better to your people. We'll talk to you soon. Kenobi! <laughs> 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 <laughs>